It's a film with three brains. 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 Coming to you now from the largest studio ever constructed, it's The Truman Show! Yeah! Good morning! Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> what if? No scripts, no cue cards. Morning, Spencer! How's it going? What if you were watched every moment of your life? How many cameras you got there in that town? 5,000. I believe Truman is the first child to have been legally adopted by a corporation. That's correct. Brilliant. What if everyone you knew was pretending? Hi, honey. Look what I got at the checkout. Dishwasher safe. <laughs> That's amazing. What if your world was make-believe? Cue the sign. While the world he inhabits is counterfeit. I'm not allowed to talk to you. That's how I look. Not your type. There's nothing fake about Truman himself. What if you didn't know it? Until now. You may find yourself in another part of the world. It's like the whole world revolves around me. Everybody seems to be in on it. I'm going away for a while. He's gone. You okay? Yes! You wanna do it again? No! Find him. Truman, where are you going? You can tell us. How do we stop him? Give me some light. Is that the best you can do? Cut transmission. Jim Carrey. The Truman Show. Watch what happens. Hello, and welcome to the film with three brains. I am Sean in Chicago. I'm Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And I'm not Cohen. I'm Sam in San Francisco. Uh, sometimes you are, though. Really? Well, I don't know. Sometimes you guys crossover I, no i don't tell i'm talking about no you are your you're your own person and you're a very important part of this show because there's three right of us. who are you talking to i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> hey hey we're doing a podcast aren't we hi hi everyone um we're going to talk about a 1998 movie called the truman show uh, directed by peter weir starring jim carrey um it's a pretty well-known film i think most people have seen it um, not recently. I hadn't seen it since it came out. And, uh, so we, we ran it again and, uh, here we are. So yeah, two viewings. Do you guys have more than, more than that? Yeah. yeah I've probably seen it a few maybe. times, three, four times, maybe total. I'm guessing. I think, I think it said it was, it was bought like by Turner Broadcasting or something. So they play it a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a film. It's um, there's is there a swearing in it? There's a little bit of swearing, maybe. A little. Is there? Wait, is there? Hard to what's, what's it rated? What is it rated? It's G. No. Is it? No. So it's got. It should be PG. <laughs> but it's pretty tame. It's PG for right? thematic elements and mild language. Yeah. Okay, so if you've never heard of this movie, it's. Um, about Truman Burbank, who has no idea he's in a TV show, and he has been his entire life. Um, and it's not a big spoiler, because you know this from the get-go. They start by kind of explaining the show. They sort of have um, clips of about the show before it actually starts. Um, and then it's like a day in the life of Truman Burbank, as he goes around, goes to his job, and he gets increasingly worried about all these weird things that happen and um, coincidences that, you know, just shouldn't be. And gradually he starts to um, get more and more desperate in his attempt to, to figure out what's going on and to break away physically and emotionally, um, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know if I'm even doing a synopsis. Or I'm just kind of rattling on. But... That's the gist of it. Is that you know he he is. It's about the power of television and the weirdness of of being a subject. And, and meanwhile, this is the most popular show in the world. Everyone watches it. It's it's on twenty four seven. Um, and I had forgotten until we kind of 
you know, looking at this, that really there wasn't reality television in 90, 97, or I guess 98, 97 when it was filmed, 98 when it's released, something like that. Um, I think they said Big Brother came out just after that, maybe, or... Um, Wasn't the real world kind of the first? The real world was out. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that's a claim too. I think. Yeah, that has a claim to being the earliest reality show that people are familiar with. I'd say certainly the one I was familiar with. I mean, I'd sure, you know. Yeah. But even that was kind of a, you know. It was it was a reality show in the fact in the sense that there's cameras and we all know there's cameras, but there was no. You know, these days, reality show ha- has to be either a game show or um, a contest or, uh, you know, some romantic interlude like the Bachelorette right, yeah. stuff or some island where people hook up. You know, there has there has to be some drama and some sex and some stuff like that. It, the real world was just, you know, cameras in a house and um, these people knew they were being filmed. And they, yeah. I think the most important part of that was was the confessional camera you know where they would have a separate little room where you could just talk to the camera by yourself yeah. and then they would they would play that against the the reality you know the stuff that's happening and then they would you know cut to interviews about it so they could it was you know it was clever the way that they would could sort of give you this give you kind of a uh context of what's happening yeah even without giving away what's what just happened or what might might happen next or something. Yeah, I actually uh, minor, minor factoid. I applied to be, uh, I not auditioned. I applied to be part of the cast of Real World One in New York. New York. <laughs> I filled, filled out all the forms, made some kind of short video. I don't even remember what the hell the content <laughs> of it was, and I don't. It disappeared forever. I don't know where it is. Yeah, and sent it in, and shockingly was not picked. <laughs> What? Yeah, I know. I think I might have done that too. Yeah, <laughs> I think I made. It. I think I, made, I re- vaguely remember making a tape yeah. after college and sending it in because I had nothing, nothing else. I don't think I had a job. I was like, eh. <laughs> or, or if I had a job, it was it's a, like, what else I got going one. on? Why is yeah. this silly ass thing? <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not just about reality TV though. I th- I th- at least it's you know there's a lot of themes. There's a lot of going on in this movie but yeah the things i like the best are um i guess the performances i i would say are are pretty pretty darn good mm-hmm. um and then just sort of the the you know the question of it of it all i actually watching it this time i was struck by how quick it is mm-hmm. so, you know it's it's a hair under it's like an hour and a half plus maybe yeah um I thought it was much longer in my memory. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. It was over quick. Gonna... I was like, Oh geez, that, that is, uh, That's efficient, efficient. It's moving it right along. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's not yeah, a it's... ton of like, there's not a ton of plot to it, you know? Right. Yeah. I guess the main thrust is that he wants to get out. He, well, I think things start to get more interesting when, the, um, the love interest that's not assigned to him is introduced. Yeah. Um, they, it's, sometimes it's unclear when they're, if, if they're doing flashbacks as part of the show, um, or, you know, they're hinting at things. It's, I don't, I don't think it really matters that much, but, um, there's, anyway, there's flashbacks to when he's in high school and he's, he had just met his future wife, but he also met this other girl and he's really interested in her. And this girl um, gets him alone on the beach and tells him that the, she starts telling him this. Well, yeah, she starts telling him this isn't real. And then her fake dad shows up and grabs her and says she's moving to Fiji. So then he becomes obsessed with Fiji. And I mean, we learned that's why he's obsessed with Fiji. We were like, we didn't, yeah. we didn't know until then. But, um, but that gives it some more, some more, uh, I don't know impetus like some for some reason for him to leave desperately i mean because you know, the rest of his life was engineered to make him want to stay like having yeah. dogs barking at him having you know <laughs> faking his father's death yeah <laughs> on a sailboat i mean that's that was the biggest one obviously yeah um you know 
I after I've seen this a few times now, I'd say, and uh, this time more than any other, what struck me most is how incomprehensibly immoral this entire scenario is. Absolutely, you know, like it's. It, I, I had a hard time shaking how revolting it all is <laughs> okay now you know and i'm like wow any- this is this is this is a movie about someone whose life is completely stolen from him but he he's like taking it pretty well and uh, i guess it's supposed to be funny <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> like, like it is it's amusing but it's also like holy fuck this is terrible this is like <laughs> Sam, a really well, terrible thing to do to a person what were you gonna say you're sorry i was gonna say that i think a ton of people would volunteer their kid for it I oh, don't geez. disagree with that, actually. You're probably so right. The ex- explanation is that the corporation adopted him legally. Right. And there were there were several un- unwanted pregnancies, and he was the one that came right, right. on time. So he became yeah. the chosen right. baby. But yeah, I mean, Which yeah, is, from a human rights perspective. It's the morality of it all. It <laughs> right. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. If that's supposed to be some sort of like... <laughs> you know, uh, defense is it's not, but right. You know, whatever. I guess we just want to overlook that. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> you say, but Sam, you say that kids or parents would be lining up to get their kid in there. That I mean, because I was thinking I, a lot about the people that were on the show for twenty years, twenty five years, however old he is. Yeah, and yeah. So you, if you sign up to be his right, that would his be love miserable. interest. That would be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and that like would be... the idea that Laura Linney's like this is just unprofessional. It's like, dude, are you fucking this guy? Right, and you're bitching about unprofessional. <laughs> it's just grotesque. It's just grotesque on every level. Yeah. You know? Right. Anyway, uh, well, that's but, the, know, it's, okay. it's well made. <laughs> I, you know, it's just like obviously you have to suspend not just your disbelief, but your you have to just suspend that aspect of it, I suppose, to to really sort of enjoy it as a movie. Because if you if you don't, it's just like it's just it's repugnant. I I remember <laughs> feeling you thought about that the first time. I I think the first time I saw it, I was really hung up on it. Yeah. No, knowing how where it was going and helped me a lot with just sort of being being like, ah, oh, yeah, that's it's crazy, but you know. Mm-hmm. Because I, because yeah, the first time I remember thinking those things, it was it, this is horrible. This would never work. This wouldn't, um, this wouldn't be allowed unless there's some bizarre, yeah, you know, the government changes hand. I don't know. Right, I, you know, that's you the just, other thing too. How is how is this able to exist? Yeah. in this world, like, I don't know. I know that's not what the movie's about, but like, I mean, this is tantamount to the Running Man, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I suppose it's that level of. <laughs> Just like, ew. <laughs> Human, uh, yes. Okay, but people Channel. would gladly watch The Running Man right now. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, and The Running Man is... At least they know what they're in. Well, yeah, yeah well, that, that too. They use prisoners. They use, they use um, criminals. Yeah. So that's like, that's fine. Okay, you know, they... Although Arnold was set up. So the implication is up. that a lot of the people on it were set up and framed <laughs> yes the criminal justice system does make mistakes criminal justice system <laughs> in real life and in sci-fi but yeah um but that doesn't make it any better either because they're actually they're killing for sport i mean i because th- i i was trying to think about it more from christoph uh played mm-hmm. by ed harris he's yeah he's the creator he's the eye in the sky he's the director he's he's the father figure of truman and I was trying to watch his reactions to things and, you know, like, does, does he truly care about him? Does he, I mean, he, when, when he throws like the kitchen sink at him toward the end, like this, the storm and the the boat and yeah. people are yelling at him to let to stop and he's not, um, it seems pretty clear that he's, you know, his focus is more the show than, than Truman's being. But mm-hmm. he also convinces himself, inter- interestingly to me, that he convinces himself that this is what is best for Truman. Yeah, and he, and he truly believes that Truman, he he pretends to know what Truman's good choice is gonna he's gonna make at the end. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, they don't go into but, it too much, but it. I, 
I do think that he does think he's telling the truth when he says that Truman's better off in here mm-hmm. than he is in the outside world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something to that, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like what, what's that Brendan Fraser movie where he's where he's locked uh, you know, he's in the he's in the time oh, or not the, the Blast it, from the Past, I think. Yes. Right? Yeah. And not that I remember much about the movie, except for the moment of when he actually gets out of living underground in the in the um you know, the nuclear shelter for whatever it was, thirty years. And he starts walking around and, he, and he's like, Oh my god, the world really was destroyed, you know, like when he sees all you know, the, <laughs> the how decrepit some of the streets have become and all that stuff. So I think that that you know Ed Harris is in that same position. He's like, I'm saving him from all the horrible things in the world. Yeah. And I'm doing this horrible thing, but I'm justifying it with that. Yeah. You know, but in some, I don't know. I mean, in some ways couldn't like, I mean, Jim Carrey would be essentially the person living in the matrix. If, Right. And yeah. Harris were designing the matrix and saying, yeah, this is what people would want. Yeah. Yeah. He is. I don't know. He's the There's a lot to go off of that. But like, like, I mean, that's, what's fun about this movie is it can inspire so many kind of like, what if thoughts, you know, which, which I always say, you know, that's a success, you know, and you're like, Oh, you know, how, how would that work? You know, I think so. the this? matrix right now. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Um, you sound a little funny there, but please oh, continue. Oh, sorry about that. Ooh, now you're better. Oh, yeah, I was I was too far away. Is <laughs> <laughs> going down no. the rabbit hole. We got you. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's yeah, that's it's interesting because you're trying to see what he will do now that he well he doesn't know he's in the matrix until. He proves it. Like, yeah, he, he, I mean, he's convinced that something sinister is going on and he has a lot of really, you know, obvious clues. Like when the, <laughs> I think the most obvious one is the, the radio in, in the car when, when they, yeah. they switch the wrong frequency and somehow they're picking up his, the, the chatter of the, um, the extras. So the whole, the whole world, I don't know if this needs to be explained, but the whole world, which is pretty small, it's just a little town on the coast. Um, but these, these all, everyone in this place are actors and are all, it, you know, being coordinated behind the scenes. All this stuff is being done behind the scenes. It reminds me of like, uh, like a twilight episode, twilight zone episode, or, um, you know, what anything where, where you, or somebody's like the game, the, the movie, the game is, mm, yeah. Um, everything is being created for that, for just for that purpose. And, um, and it's and it's it's so vast that you that you almost don't believe it could it could happen. It's almost like reversing belief. Like it, may, it it's so outlandish it couldn't be fake, kind of thing. <laughs> and I and I want and you know I I don't think there's um I mean the very start I think is just is a um a light falls from the top of this giant dome that they're filming in. Yeah. Lands on the street and Truman's like, "What is that?" And it has has a name of a star on it. Apparently, and it's like, I guess that was supposed to be a night star. I don't know. They don't really explain how they do the weather or the the sunsets or anything, but they have full yeah. control over the the setting. Full control. That was the one problem I had with 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 the with the thing is like, okay, it's one thing to create a town and have it kind of be isolated, like you know, there's there's you know, off of the Florida Keys, there's places you could have done this without needing to build a dome that controls the weather and the sun and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I felt like there's no dome you could build where you're going to get away with this. <laughs> like, yeah. it just, like, just our vision itself, like, in, he doesn't even need a binocular. So like, it just, like, I felt like that was an unnecessary detail that felt like, well, the, like they like realized they had to do that if they were ever going to have it be the ocean as the as the thing in the end that becomes the real test for how much he wants to be free but 
Because once you decide that, then you kind of have to have a way of controlling the weather and mm -hmm. everything else that goes with it. But I felt like that was the one. That's my that's that's my my nitpick. I was like, they didn't really need a yeah. dome with all that. Mine, no. mine is the same nitpick. I think it's like they they show in in you know when you start seeing the t the actual show the broadcast of it, you know the you the graphics that the viewer is going to see. And like the explanations they have, they like you know there was they built this giant studio, the most so you know the only thing you can see from space other than the Great Wall of China, and then they and then they there's like a little shot of it in the middle of Midwest America or you know like somewhere in the continental U.S. It's a big circle, right? But they also say Hollywood, so I'm I I, I was confused at it, but I didn't like puzzle about it until until later and i'm and i'm still confused about it like how big is this supposed to be it's i mean the the sea sea haven i guess is the sea haven island or something like that is um is an island and it's got little well it's more of a peninsula but it's a, but it's it's attached with bridges and then there's a big ocean and i mean that whole town couldn't be more than 15 miles wide or something but then they show that map and it's that's like 500 miles so I didn't know if they glossed over that or if that was a remnant that they didn't clean up. Or so if I saying, just if you're going to add in a if you're going to add in a detail like that, it's got to be it's got to be a rock solid detail. Otherwise, just skip it. It's like we've yeah. talked about with science fiction. If you try to over explain mm -hmm. it and you do it with a crappy explanation, it's way worse than just letting our imagination deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with the dome. I just think think they should have done the dome on an actual body of water because how do you get wave motion? How do you get you know, tides or anything. Well, I have a dome at all, I suppose. Why have the you know, why use the dome? Well, I guess the dome is. I mean, what's to be gained? Because they can yeah. hang lights. Like, what do they need that for? If there's an, if it's just like a town, he he doesn't leave. It's, if it's surrounded by yeah. water. Yeah, it's not a difficult thing to even if you had to make it. You could it's control. It. I mean, it's you know, eliminate helicopters and planes flying overhead or people oh, okay, dropping stuff. Because there is a cl clip of somebody parachuting. Oh, right, in. right, right, right. <laughs> Um, it's I don't a know show, how I did that. Truman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the one at Christmas when he pops out of the box. Yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I think he's yeah. assistant uh, set director or something. I don't know. He has a he's a real person in the movie, and he got he did that little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I think yeah. if they were going to remake this show, if they were going to redo it. They would do it now, but with like ten kids that you're following. So you really could, you know, you know, switch from. So you really could have twenty four hour coverage and and switch from what one person is doing to another, and maybe have them spaced over just a couple of years, so that there's a chance that, you know, that what's what would be the ultimate thing is if one of them met the other and you know fell in love. You know, like mm -hmm. like you could you could have way more people in this town who aren't in on it. Um, you know, and that's not a gripe. It's just, I was thinking like, okay, how would they redo it if they were going to do it now? And I was like, probably not too much would change. Yeah. You know, it would just be, I think, you know, cause you don't want to watch someone sleep and or sit around and do nothing. You could cut to other cameras to follow other people, mm -hmm. but you couldn't, I mean, think about the actors, you know, like you said, like being as, as a family member, like you have to be there for your life like <laughs> right that's, like that's like <laughs> that's worse than being him <laughs> right yeah like 24 7 yeah how much would they have to be paid for that to make it worthwhile you couldn't i wouldn't do it yeah like you, no they ever, gave up their life know, plays his best friend since they were what he said it since they were 12 something this like has that. been his life yeah it's nearly as tragic as <laughs> Truman Burbank, you know, like, and not, and not, I mean, that's the thing about this movie. None of it holds up. Like, you can't, you can't put it on a microscope like this because nothing, it won't hold up. It just collapses. It, it, it's a movie, <laughs> you know. It's horseshit. Mm -hmm. So I yeah, guess you got to take it with a grain of salt, I suppose. And you then to go you know, with it if you want. conversely, you know, the next year uh, Ed TV came out with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson which was a far more realistic sort of rendition of a similar story. 
mm-hmm. where a guy is chosen, you know, f- to have his life recorded, but he agrees to it. And it's like the real world only is one dude. Right. And the actual ramifications of what that would mean, you know, it's not a very good movie, but it, le- you know, it, it it's different. It, they were compared obviously because they came out so close to each other and the, and the subject matter is very similar, but Ed TV, even though it's a terrible title, you know, is, <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of realism to it, I suppose. Yeah, of, it's of, more realistic, but it's yeah. but it's not a superior. Like, no, I mean, the seat is not. There's yeah. nothing to it. It's like, oh, reality show. Let's make it into a movie. You know, like mm-hmm. okay. And isn't there some and I, like romance and stuff? And yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's, it's a straight up comedy. You know, like Truman Show is is it's funny in times, but it's it's meant to be a, a drama. You know, it's meant to be more a straight drama of what it would be like for this person to realize their whole life is a sham. Mm -hmm. And I guess I go back and forth, like on that level, it works. Like it pulls the right, pushes the right buttons, pulls the right strings, but it's also so, so far fetched that it, I don't know. I mean, it works, you know, despite what you might sort of, you know, overanalyzing. I don't know. I think I think it works because Truman is is um, figuring it out. Like he is not missing these clues, right? You know, if if he, but it took thirty years. It's also I mean, that's the other question. Like thirty years. I think he's supposed he to be like twenty five. No, they said day ten thousand nine hundred nine. Oh, I didn't do the math. Was the opening? <laughs> yeah. Was that the opening title? It made yeah. twenty almost thirty. Okay, so it's almost 30. And they haven't had a kid yet. Right. Which in yeah, itself he, is... He doesn't look in his 20s. Gross to consider. 30. Right. And like the scenes of them in college, like I don't think Noah Emmerich probably ever looked like a... Uh, he probably just always looked like an adult. He was probably born looking like a 40-year-old man. <laughs> like he's never aged, but, he, but it's because he's always looked old. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's good though. I I think he He's good, yeah. I mean, I think Laura Linney's good too, but she's mm. good in that like freaky um you know, robotic sort of like she does a good job of seeing of being an actor playing a role. Yeah. You know. I, I find Laura Lin- Linney fairly off-putting in almost everything she's in. I do normally and but I think that's the point. I think she's supposed to be like we're not supposed to root for her. We're not supposed to be like you know, that I don't know. We want we want him to. We care about Truman, and she's and and when he, that part when he realizes that she's like you, you're in on it. Like and then that's when she says unprofessional and she, mm-hmm. she asks for help and all that stuff. I mean that's. I mean I I do I like had sympathy for her there because, you know she's all on her own, but at the same time like yeah you sign up for this. You're shilling this hot cocoa and stuff. Um, that was not a choice, but I thought that was like, it had to be over the top. So Truman could be like, what, what is going on? Why are you, who are you talking to? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's what I mean. I think Laura Linney did what she was supposed to do, but yeah. Noah as the, as the best friend seemed really believable as someone who actually does care about Truman. You know, he really didn't want to, yeah, he didn't know how long this was going to go, but he, and he felt bad for Truman because he he really was he really did know him that well. You know, he was with him for all these moments. Right. And in that yeah, regard, but it was also about, kind of. But I guess horrible, everyone, like, the whole world was <laughs> with him. <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, because you, you you go that way, feeling that he's sincere there, you know. But at the same time, when he's getting fed the words. To yeah, say, yeah, yeah, it's that's like, true. Oh, yeah, it's like gross. you know, it's like, like it made it just drove it, like, just like put that nail in the coffin that everything about this is fake. Yeah, Which means right. that as soon as you know that your that your whole life you've been tricked, like of course you're gonna rebel. You know, of course you you can't stay. There's no, there was no chance once that was there that you could stay. That he could say it just was impossible yeah there's some a, a deleted scene i guess with um marlon his friend 
like seeing him and then t- and sort of helping him escape. Oh yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. That's it's interesting. It's just, it talks about a few of these weird deleted scenes, and that's the one that stands out because like, oh, okay, so he because it it shows you he does he really does care about Truman, but they just glossed <laughs> over that. There's there's you know they had to trim it up. Yeah, yeah. One I mean, of the I, things. That, oh, let me real quick before yeah. you. Uh, because we were talking about his age, the mm-hmm. the actual original script was that Truman was supposed to be just out of high school, and figuring this out. But once they had Jim Carrey aboard, it was they had to change it, so it was more mm. of a midlife crisis. Hmm. I uh, yeah, it, to me that makes more sense. He's just out yeah. of high school and starts to figure it out, which does and, make and more sense for all of us. Yeah, thematically makes way more sense too. Just because that's a time of transition where you're like trying to figure out your life and shit. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. We're all at home for the first 18 years. It's so right. rare, you know, no it's, it's so rare that someone's, you know, doubting any, you know, it's it's not to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say in terms of like, you know, the other people in his life, his friend, his his mother, his his, his wife, like of all of it, the, the father angle to me made the most sense. Like, here's a guy who, you know, played his father since he was born. You mm-hmm. know, there's just no way you don't feel like his actual father after 30 years. Or not 30 years. Uh, Truman was young when that happened. But still. Yeah. You know, Maybe 10 if, years if, or so. Yeah. If, like, you're an actor 24-7 playing the father of a child since birth for 12 years or however long like there's no way you're not going to feel that mm-hmm. sort of paternal thing you know and and so that that i always i that part of it i always liked that he, he was a guy who's just like trying to see his son you know and but i also think it was very underplayed to a certain yeah. extent you know but you know i don't know yeah i mean I and think... that's a whole movie in itself yeah yeah you yeah. know it is like you you've you know, if you actually that would be that would be actually be a really interesting spinoff, seeing like a movie that starts with that scene where uh, his dad, quote unquote, drowns, mm-hmm. and his life from that point until the point where they finally get him back on, you know, the show, and yeah. trying to get back to it, like the, like the emotional core of that, I feel like would be even more powerful than the Truman Show we, you know, we've seen. Yeah, I, th- I think we've we've hit some of the trouble spots, and I think that like the lifelong thing is probably the biggest one. Yeah, and it makes sense when you realize that the original script, which is written by Andrew Nichol, mm-hmm. who's a double up for us, um, Gattaca, yeah, Gattaca, um, was New York, you know, more more straight sci-fi, and much darker. The whole thing is much darker. Like there's there's a scene where he. Um, where Truman has to w- witness an attempted rape and then he gets, he does nothing. And then the actors are like, Oh, they're bemused at why he didn't actually react to it. He just kept going. <laughs> uh, that was just a- another deleted scene that they've mentioned, but, or well, not deleted scene. Uh, it was from the script from Andrew Nichol, but Peter Weir decided that he was going to make people, he was going to make it lighthearted. When every time it was supposed to, it was going to be dark. He would go the other way and make it, lighthearted but also kind of overly saccharine and you know it's it, you know the whole world is 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 sac- is sugary sweet and kind of gross because of it you know it's like yeah. this 1950s dream world that they created so they can sell products but they could also make it seem happy and make them not want to leave and you know just manufacture something for the audience i guess too you know i mean i think that would probably make sense as an audience doesn't want to see an everyday town. They want to see like, you know, a utopia or something they are not used to or something you're, you know, that stuff. But I, I bet that the, you know, starting from birth was a holdover from the original script because that would be more like the matrix, more like you can't even see the, you know, the forest for the trees because you've been in it for so long. Um, or you're the frog in the boiling pot of water or whatever. But if you threw him in as a teenager, then you have a different type of movie almost. I don't know. It's, it's tricky, but I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I, this is not a nitpick. I'm not saying 
that didn't work at all. It just, it's just that those problems come from like thinking about like <laughs> when he, you know, okay, he's uh, taking a dump in his diaper. Okay. That's, that's, that's must see TV, I guess, you know, like there's, there's gotta be like three years or something where people are just kind of anticipating <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to get interesting eventually. Right. 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 You know, they couldn't have been locked in from day one. Right. How interesting no is a fucking newborn laying in a crib <laughs> or a, you know. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think that the, the heart of the movie is his relationship to Christoph and the performers and how goddamn weird it is and, you know, his journey to, to get out. Yeah. This was this was Jim Carrey's first sort of more dramatic role, right? It was his first. Yeah, he did this, then he does Man in the Moon, and eventually he does Eternal Sunshine and But I mean he was cast because of uh uh Ace Ventura. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Ware said he reminded him of Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know if you guys read this, but like the um, Siskel and Ebert both liked this a lot. Four stars, two thumbs up. And they actually did an on-air apology to Jim Carrey because after Ace Ventura, they said, well, he he, his, he has no career. His career is going nowhere. <laughs> and so after this, they were like, uh, Jim Carrey, we're I think sorry. That's such a, that's such a bizarre, bizarre assumption to me. And it is. I guess it is. It, it, it's, maybe it's just me. It's probably just me, but like, I, I to this day, I've never laughed harder in a movie theater than when I saw Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> I laughed my yeah. fucking ass off the entire movie. I thought right, it was hilarious. Right. And I still think it's funny. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking funny. I haven't so watched think, that movie in 25 years. You should. <laughs> so I don't remember hardly any but I remember, I remember scenes of it but I haven't and I know I'm just assuming one of these days we're gonna pick it but it's one of those things that <laughs> yeah, I'm like probably. I'm like oh yeah I, I gotta say the other movie that that I, I remember laughing a lot at that and I also remember laughing a lot at the original Home Alone oh yeah, yeah. sure it's great yeah. it's funny as hell but anyway, That's you were saying that you can't believe because he made. Either, well, it's what, just, you think it's a one-hit wonder. Well, it's just like how do you? Uh, how do were, you see Ace Ventura and not see like talent? Yeah, they were assuming. You know, whatever you think of it, you can't you can't watch that and not see Jim Carrey as a comedic talent. How uh, how could you think? Oh, yeah. That that's it. Like he'll never do anything. You know, I don't know. Right. It's, <laughs> and maybe yeah. maybe it took the mask to really showcase his sort of. A comedy chops i don't know but i don't know I, to, for me ace ventura is still the funniest liar liar is pretty good too there's some good stuff in there but i don't know he's also yeah. just yeah. kills me <laughs> it's just they so must have silly. just assumed that he was gonna do he was gonna ham it up his entire career he was gonna yeah just maybe they the just top. maybe not maybe they weren't saying he wouldn't have a career they just thought he'd be adam sandler you know yeah if adam sandler had never made you know punch drunk glove and uncut gems and stuff like that he yeah. just kept making Billy Madison and, and Happy Gilmore, and I guess that's a I guess a, I guess that could be a valid argument, if that's what they meant, you know. I think it. I think so. Yeah. Either way, they they corrected their mistake because they they liked it. But also, yeah. like, did they ever see Bachelor Party? You know, Bachelor did anyone ever Party? think that Tom Hanks, who made Bachelor Party, would would make Philadelphia or what? You know. I don't know. I'm Fair. just saying, right. like, but but I mean, he was doing volunteers. He was he was being those silly roles. Like he, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair because he was he, he was doing the same kind of thing. The, yeah, the young, goofy, buck, you know, with the hijinks and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but as you I said, guess... actors get better. So yeah, you know, prove them wrong. Yeah. And when he starts, I mean, Ace Ventura has so much physical comedy in yeah, it. Yeah, true. Is that it's, I, th I think it's easy if, you know, putting words in Siskel Niebuhr's mouth, it would be like, it'd be easy for them to be like, yeah, we've seen physical comedians before and they might go on to make a, a number of physical comedy movies, but they're not the ones who go on to be great actors. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you could, you could think of it that way. But I also, I mean, 
how many how many truly one hit wonders are there for actors who do something that great you know like in music we, we we're used to the idea of a one hit wonder that someone can make mm -hmm. one really great song but if you as an actor it, i mean anyone come to mind who you're like god they this actor did just a phenomenal job in one movie and couldn't put it together for another good movie like <laughs> not really not nothing really comes to mind not not where not one where he was completely carrying the movie like that's what i mean ace venture yeah. is all him yeah right like you know courtney cox has a couple funny lines but she, you know there it, it's just one window dressing like the, even the animals take second stage to him you know like the you know yeah so i i agree with cohen's point like how do you not see the talent yeah first and foremost but I mean, if you just don't, if you just think it's a gross movie or you, you know, you just don't like its silly tone or, or I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> I remember loving it the first time. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, we will, we will pick it. It'll, it'll <laughs> maybe a little problematic these days, but that's all right. We'll get through it. Well, we're running out of nineties movies. Are we? <laughs> we keep picking them. <laughs> we're in a roll of nineties. Sorry, that was my bad. I kept it up. <laughs> so Peter Weir, I was thinking about Peter Weir, the director. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. He's. This is so. I. I don't know if you call. I guess you called the Truman Show a comedy, right? Eh, kind of. I mean, lighthearted drama. I'm, I'm just wondering, <laughs> like, is this a, a case of? He's, I guess Green Card is kind of a comedy, right? I've never seen it Green is. Card. Yeah, it is. Green Card is. Yeah, Green Card's a drop of a comedy. It's, it, yeah. is it's it a funny? comedy. It is funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. it's kind of along this and like this. Like if there's this, you know, strong dramatic element or, you know. Right. But mm -hmm. with comedy in it. Yeah, it's opposites yeah. attract and there's hijinks and they. Hmm. It's funny. And Just think about Peter Weir's movies. Serious. Like his, you know, Dead Poets Society, Mosquito Coast Witness. Yeah, these are really great dramas. Yeah. And and then I was sort of comparing it to this and just kind of, I don't know, just wondering. Like, there are a lot of different directors and actors who were sort of associated with The Truman Show for a long time before Peter Weir made it with Jim Carrey. And so I find myself wondering, like, mm, is there mm -hmm. a different combo? Yeah. It's interesting because yeah. cause on IMDb, because you just, you, you know, Dead Poets Society, Mosquito Coast Witness, like in Gallipoli, like you're like, all right, those are all movies that a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. And then Truman Show is one that I think you'd be like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Like it's, I don't, to me, I don't think it had quite the, the impact, at least that like a dead poet society did or Gallipoli. Hmm. But at the same time on IMDb, it's the highest rated movie that he's done. Yeah. Hmm. It, yeah. He which was is I interesting. Mean, I see the mosquito coast is, you know, so much lower yet. I remember as a kid, I love that movie. Yeah. Me too. You know, I was fascinated by it. I bet we'll pick that at some point. One of us would. <laughs> Could be any of us, really. Um, they were going to do uh, well. It says Robin Williams was considered, but I thought it was interesting that Peter Weir really, really wanted Jim Carrey. Like really yeah. wanted. Like they yeah, postponed everything for an extra year just so they could, so they didn't have to recast it because he was finishing his other movies. Oh, paid off. Yeah, I, I mean, so he saw something. He he saw potential for dramatic. Yeah, roles. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how he saw it, but he did. Maybe he. Maybe that's what he was going for. Like, you know, someone who ha has physical comedy, who has, um, sort of a brighter. Like you know, he doesn't. He wasn't over the top. It was interesting because he wasn't. He didn't do his normal Jim Carrey. He didn't do. Eternal Sunshine, which is like complete opposite. Like turn off every yeah. Jim Carrey instinct. And just be, you know, mopey as, as possible. 
It was somewhere in the middle. It was like, you know, because he's such a happy sort of character until he freaks out. You know, he's greeting everybody. He has to be friendly with everybody because everyone's so damn friendly to him. Everyone knows him. What? So when did Dumb and Dumber come out? Compared to this, two years before? Because what's a good question? Was it it Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura that got. they got Peter Weir so interested, or was it he, both? Ace, I think it was Ace Ventura. He mentioned, I, okay. uh, Wikipedia says Ace Ventura. Because there's moments about Dumb and Dumber more so, but also Ace Ventura, where you just see him as kind of like a little bit gullible, but unflappably happy, like willing to just accept <laughs> things. Like you're yeah. like, yeah. There, there are elements to that that you're like, yeah, this would be the guy who is living <laughs> this life. Like, you know? Yeah. I like I like that comparison that his character in Dumb and Dumber to Truman Burbank. I feel like it's pretty, <laughs> pretty a- appropriate. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's little things that he did in this, like when he's in the garden, and his butt is like <laughs> right in the camera's face, right. and he's wearing this ridiculous clothing, <laughs> and he's like, his posture and the way his body is is so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and he's yeah. not even he's there, and they're they're doing it totally. Like everything about it is deadpan, like the way it's yeah. being filmed or whatever. But it is, it is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. like, I just sit there and I'm like, did Jim Carrey just think of this? Because and then you, you hear <laughs> yeah. that he ad libs some of these other things. He's like, oh no, this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna shoot it. You know, like you know, like I love that he ad libbed this soap on the on the mirror. You know, yeah. And, like that's one of the that's the only scene that really stuck with me when you said hey we're doing the Truman show that's the only scene that popped into my head <laughs> wow. like I love it you know he's uh, like uh, planet Truman and galaxy Burbank or something yeah Trumania or Trumania. Trumania yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that's great he also ad-libbed his uh, his good morning little thing oh he did yeah uh, that somewhere in IMDb it said oh that's you know uh, that also would be helpful to a worldwide audience to say good afternoon good morning good night you know like, <laughs> like uh I don't think they thought yeah so if you say he, he ad-libbed it then that, that shoots that theory down hmm. which is good because I, I don't like that theory <laughs> I thought it was more his friendliness but then of course it's the last line, you know, his last line. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. It's great. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like I like how the how in in some ways he's you know he's talking to talking to God when he's talking to Ed Harris. You know, he's yelling up at the sky. You know, mm-hmm. or like this is all you can you know do whatever you know. They never actually meet. They never. Never anything. It's just, it's just, you know, you tried your best. Forget it. I'm going on. I could. I, I really like. It. I think the ending is is really well done. When so yeah. many movies kind of fall apart and can't can't figure out how to end it, and I mm-hmm. felt like this. They just did it. Like you don't need to see anything else after that. Yeah. There's yeah. no point. You know. Just just go through the door. I even like Which how where the dome sorry. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah stares out of nowhere. I like the pin that she's wearing on her sweater. It says, "How will it end?" And then he looks at it later, and then because that's, I mean, that's what the audience is thinking, mm-hmm. and therefore that's what we're thinking. Like, how does he get out of this? How does this gonna? How's this gonna work out? Is he gonna die? Is he gonna? What happens? And then when he finally, you know, when it does end, the, oh, what else is on? You get the TV guide, you know, like the. <laughs> it's like the cable guy. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, very the much cable guy. Johnson hits the thing. They're like, hey, oh, I'll pick up this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the cable guy is more moralizing. If anything, it's like saying, don't yeah. quit watching. You'll turn into the cable guy. Yeah. But this is more like. Okay, we all watch, we all have this shared consciousness or, you know, this this culture thing that we have. Everybody, you know, from this dude in his bathtub to 
you know, the security guards, they're all watching every second of this, you know, almost to, to, you know, the exclusion of all else in their lives or their jobs or everything. Like they're, they're obsessed with it, <laughs> but it's not, but it's not heavy handed. Like the cable guy is, you know, and kind of silly. It's more like, this is, this is how we are. This is what we are. And, you know, deal with it. You know, <laughs> if you, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, I guess what I'm saying is I don't I didn't feel like it was moralizing. It was it was leading you that way. It was it was showing you things without actually making you forcing you to think something, you know? Do you agree with that or, or am I giving it too much credit? Sure. Cuz I feel like you can I mean except for caring about Truman, you can feel all sorts of ways about the show itself or the people watching it or why, you know, why do we do this? Why do we care? That's up to you. But it's just a mirror of, of society. It's like, look, here, this is what we like. This definitely, you know, if this was possible, it's a big if, like you said, it's it's going to fall apart if you think about it too hard. But the if is really interesting because if this show were possible, yeah, everybody would watch it. You can't, you know, if it's, if it, um, if there's that many cameras and you, and there's that much going into the sh- a show like that and presumably there's nothing, there's nothing good else on, t- on television, whenever this is supposed to be, that's what people would watch. So let me ask you guys this, yeah. a bit of a subject change. Please. When you see Paul Giamatti in a movie, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? Well, first I think he looks really young had a lot of hair and stuff but because every time <laughs> i see him i can't help but think pig vomit <laughs> yeah I every time pig vomit a lot <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because like i saw private parts once didn't particularly like it it was fine it was okay <laughs> and i've seen him in a ton of shit and i love him and everything he's great but yet every time i see him i think hey pig vomit <laughs> I, so I did not think of that <laughs> no just no, me. I think of the movie Sideways. Yeah. I think Sideways too, yeah. I mean, I think of that too, but first and foremost, Pig Vomit. I don't think of American Splendor because he doesn't seem like that guy. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, like even in this movie, I'm like, what, you know, he has given nothing to do here, you know? Yeah. he's. I mean, it's, he's he wasn't really big then. I mean, not that he's big. No, he's not. You know, he's not a lister thing. But he, but he's a well-known character actor, and he's yeah. been, and he's good in everything he does. Yeah, and he's in a lot of shit. And in this, he just has to be like, oh, oh okay, camera, camera two, or you know, and. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting was how how last minute Ed Harris joined this thing. Hmm. Um, who did he want? Uh, Dennis Hopper. I think it was Dennis oh, yeah. Hopper. Yeah. And Dennis Hopper like quit right away. <laughs> he didn't get it or he didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I always, yeah. I always, in my mind, Ed Harris seems a little miscast because I have a hard time picturing him as sort of a, a cerebral artsy fartsy type. Mm-hmm. But the scene at, towards the end where they, he almost drowns him and like, his intensity is so fucking perfect for that scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, this makes sense. But only that scene. Every other scene, I couldn't help but think, I don't know, it's Ed Harris. You know, I have a, uh, I yeah, don't well, know. It, uh, he's the rock. He's wearing, the... <laughs> a, wearing a fucking beret, you know, and being like <laughs> cerebral. It, it's just tough to, to buy. But then that scene where he's like, hit him again, hit him again. You know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, shit, that, there, yeah. there's, okay, I get it. Well, I think up until that moment, it seemed like he was, everything was written and his acting was to lampoon what a real, you know, egotistical director would be. Yeah. Until, until that. Yeah. Like, you know, it, yeah, I think, because you had him as an interview and on the, you know, he came off just as an egocentric Mm -hmm. crazy guy. Yeah. But it also seemed like it was done in satire. Mm-hmm. But up, yeah. 
Well, I was I was just thinking that if if whether him or another actor had a long time to work on this and really think about it, I think they would have probably done too much. Like, you know, with his meticulous nature and being a control freak, and probably, you know, had some little gimmick, you know, or something. And I I don't really care about that. Like, he's only there because he has to be, and, and we need someone to to be in control of all this stuff. Um, someone to say when or. I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't, I mean, I agree with what Cohen just said. Like he's an intense actor, kind of a weird cast, you know, casting for him, but I didn't want someone, I didn't want an Al Pacino or some, I didn't want anybody that was, that would overshadow the rest of the movie. I I think that would be horrible. That'd be a mistake. Should be a little subtle. It should be, you know, he, he has to be a father figure, but kind of, you know, he, he will kill the golden goose if he has to, you know, I don't, I mean, what was going through his head when he was doing that too? Like, I mean, I think he was just hell bent on saving the show. And of course he's got producers and people coming in and telling him that, you know, that you're killing the show or, you know, but he's trust what he's doing. And, but really, I mean, he knows it's got to end and he doesn't know what else to do, you know? Yeah. So then he then he turns the whole reveal into part of the tel- part of the spectacle. He's like, okay, well you know, um, I don't know. how does how does he do that? Does he does he they just hear what hear what Truman's hearing, right? I mean, the audio of the show then picks up the audio from the dome or whatever the hell. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not that important, but. But he makes a choice, like, okay, where well, this is, this is it. This is how it's, it's just coming to an end. And his, I do like his like look of defeat. You know, his little looks when, you know, he's watching Truman walk, walk out, and all that stuff. I don't know. It's pretty good. Just ruminating on the least important part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, I just like to say that the name Burkhard Dalwitz is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I did the music. Yeah, it is a, quite a name. <laughs> I guess his name is actually Burkhard von Dalwitz, which is just exponen- exponentially better. <laughs> but he's credited as Burkhard Dalwitz. I don't know why you dropped yeah. the von. I mean, if you have von in your name, why would you drop that ever? Yeah, right. Vaughn or Van. <laughs> I wasn't. Hey man, I, I wasn't super yeah. impressed with the music, but yeah, I was. Philip, <laughs> Philip Glass has a little cameo, and he's yeah, like he's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna go into it. It's it's it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't. It didn't add a whole lot. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it was fine. I feel like it wasn't great, but it wasn't. It didn't like detract it was just there was, was no fine. music at the end right it, it kind of drops out i don't think so yeah that's good until that like he goes through the door right right and it, something i forgot what kicks in and natasha mckell uh, uh what's her name the lady natasha, yeah whatever her name is runs down the stairs because yeah guess she's near i guess she's nearby you know i don't know <laughs> i think she just was going to find him wherever he right no i know thinks, yeah so she must be I like that. Like, there's just that little um, mm. tidbit. Like, we don't have to see them sense. actually have a reunion. Yeah, it makes sense that she would be nearby, I guess, suppose. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Any so, other double ups? Uh, hmm. We talked about mm. Andrew Nicole, Peter Weir, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. No, Laura, Laura Linney. Have we never done a Laura Linney movie? Hmm. Maybe not. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Think so. It's uh, um, uh, Philip Baker Hall, the guy from Heart Eight, and he's in Boogie sure. Nights. Uh, He's also but, a liar, liar, or not lion, liar. Uh, Bruce Almighty. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't think we've had him before. I mean, he's been in a million things, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. can't think. I don't think he. Yeah, I think you're right. Wait, did we do three o'clock high? We should. Yes. Yeah, there you go. See in that? Yeah, he's the detective. Oh, in that movie. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. That was my pick. You want to know what I'm picking next? Yes. Yeah. Well, since we've been stuck in the 90s, there's a movie in the 90s I want to do, but I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to go to back to the 70s to see oh. a mo- to do a pick a movie I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, one of those, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. But it has an actress in it that I really like. Her name's Lauren Bacall. Hmm. Lauren Bacall in the 70s. Who was famous for much earlier movies. Um... It also has your favorite director in it going as an actor, mm-hmm. Ron Howard. Oh boy, Ron Howard in the set. It's not American is Graffiti, it? is yeah, it? Yeah, it's American Graffiti. Nope, she's not in that. I don't think. Nope. Ron Howard and Lauren Bacall. It's, huh? It's a western. What? Oh no. Yeah, because we're going for seventies westerns we've never seen. Yeah, that yeah. works out so well for us. I guarantee yes. you've seen this one. Because I haven't said the main actor yet. You not you're not learning from my mistakes, apparently. Uh, it's about a a gunfighter who's who's done with his gunfighting days. Is it the is it the uh the Frisco kid? Nope. <laughs> I, I don't think Lauren McCall's in that. It's a John Wayne movie. John Wayne movie. With Lauren McCall and Ron Howard. Is it... Uh, 1976? Is uh, it... Uh, I haven't seen this. I don't know if you haven't seen it. I'm drawing a blank. The Shootist? The Shootist. Oh. Is that, his, that was his last movie, wasn't it? Yep. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it. I've heard of it. Oh, okay. Wow, a movie none of us have seen. I just know sweet. that's John Wayne's last movie before he passed away, but I've never—I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Yeah, sweet. Cool. That might work out nicely. Or it's terrible. Or it's it could be. <laughs> we'll find out. But it's free on Prime Video. Ooh, nice. Because I figure if I'm going to take this big of a risk, yeah, it's got to be big free. Of a risk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. That was my yeah. favorite Truman Show, too. It was also on Prime. I was like, yeah. Whew. This is an hour and 40 minutes of our lives. <laughs> True. But it's got Scatman Crothers in it. Oh, well, there you go. The shootist. Uh-huh. I hope there's some explanation of that word. That word. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> that doesn't seem like a word. The shootist? Yeah. I guess. You'd think it'd be a shooter. Yeah, well, like the, the like the pugilist, or what's what's a word for someone with good with a gun? It's not shooter. Marksman. Marksman. Yeah. Uh, or the you know the, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe marksman is just too dang high for looting. There you go. <laughs> I guess we'll find out <laughs> um, next time, y'all. The shootist is a real word. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it means one who is who well, shoots, especially one skilled in shooting, such as a marksman. Such as marksman. I mean, that so doesn't they, just everything's a word now. You could, you know, <laughs> you everything's at, a word. Everything is in the dictionary now. LOL is in the dictionary. I mean, everything's in the dictionary. Doesn't make it a doesn't make it like a well known, you know, word in my book. <laughs> you could write your own dictionary. Yeah, Apparently you are. <laughs> I have to because, yeah. No, I'm, I see it. I see it now too. Marksman, gunfighter, as an old west. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, it was used. Maybe you're just not up on old lingo. Yeah, this is true. All right. Well, this has been our best review by far, Ooh, easily. Yeah, and even though we knew everything about it was recorded. <laughs> Unleak Chip Carey. Yeah. All right, that's enough. We'll be buffing out. All right. Well, uh, mm-hmm. See you next time. Talk about Marion Morrison. What? <laughs> it's John Wayne's real name. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> Read a book. You didn't see the movie. How the hell would you know? 
Well, I know who John Wayne is. I'm familiar with his filmography and him as a person. Oh, 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 yes, yes. No, his real name. His real name, not the, the actor. Okay, like the... John Wayne, his real name Stop is Marion Morrison. Stop giving away the factoids <laughs> for next week's... It's day. not giving anything away. Everyone knows this that. You're ruining it. Except for this number. Might as well not even watch it. it. All right. Yeah. Might as well pick a different movie. All right, pick something else. All right, Start I'm picking over. Donnie Darko. <laughs> rooftops. It's rooftops. <laughs> it's a crapshoot. Join us next time. Who knows what'll happen? <laughs> Bye. That's the film with your brains. You can call yourself Dick Ballhead.